0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chillin' in the State House. We're chill, even though it's starting to warm up here in Kansas. <laughs> well, and, didn't seem to warm up this morning. It was a little... We had snow, man. Yeah, we did have snow, but uh, according to the weathermen that I see, uh, we're on track for one of the warmest Februarys ever, mm-hmm. and maybe it's Kansas politics that's contributing to that,
1: Well, you know, there is a lot of hot air that spreads out from the state house.
0: Well, that is the sound of John Hanna of the Associated Press. Hello, Jason. Hello, Jack. Uh, And I am Jason Halitid of the Topeka Capital
2: Journal. And I am Jack Harville, also from the Topeka Capital Journal.
0: And, uh, gentlemen, we uh, are going to talk about how... In life, they say the two certainties are death and taxes. And somehow, the so legislature has found a way to make death and taxes not so certain. And uh, we'll 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 clarify for you that we mean the certainty of whether or not we'll get a tax cut veto override, and the certainty of whether or not we have a functioning death penalty. And we'll also talk some about. Dead dogs, sadly.
1: Sadly. Police, Dad, dogs, police dogs. Police dogs falling in the line of uh, uh, duty and then the desire to increase the penalties for yeah. people who kill them.
0: But not increase the penalties so far as death penalty. No. Yeah. So, so
1: Although there might be a few people who would be in favor of that. Dog lovers.
0: And, and who is not a dog
1: lover? Well, that's true. Especially if they've met Crumbles. Yes, Crumbles, my
0: chihuahua. Yes. She, she's very lovable. Yes. Uh, so we we can we start with taxes. Uh, sure. We just don't know when the legislature is going to start with its tax cut veto override. Well, the House has next week, right? Yeah. So, Under the state constitution, they have 30 days
1: to consider a veto override. That 30 days is done Sunday, right? Not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday the 26th if i'm doing the math right
0: might be the 25th Ooh, reporter, <laughs> uh, Oh, reporter no, reporters
1: doing I'll... oh you're right 25th because monday's the 26th see that's what we get for doing math I, as well reporters. I, I was thinking
0: because the 23rd turnaround is friday yeah so i was counting from there uh so
1: turn around when bills have most bills have to be out of their
0: house of origin yeah which means this will be a busy week but when do we not have a business
1: yeah exactly it's yeah. it's it's like uh it it's a bit like uh, Hercules and the uh, stables where he rerouted the the river to clean out the stables yeah, Jack
0: might have his first uh ks ledge after dark yes yeah uh, uh, so if you recall tax cuts. Especially a flat income tax have been a the hot flat, topic non-flat
1: income tax, yes.
0: And, and Republicans came into the session, Republican leadership at least, wanting to make it a priority. They, yes. They, they did. They passed the bill out pretty quickly. Yes, uh, And then it took a while for them to send the bill to the governor. Yes. They, and by a while, I mean until the very last possible day. Right. They have
1: 10 days to Get it to her, and then she has ten days to decide. I, they I, took all. Didn't they take all? Did they take all ten days? They did. They took all ten yeah. days, and she took like twelve seconds. Right? She vetoed. the
0: governor. Uh, yeah. She she vetoed it at the first you know, available I, opportunity. You know. And she didn't even wait until Friday afternoon. No. For a news dump like. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, happens. like
1: like uh, other agencies sometimes do you know and courts and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but, no, but, I, but, I
1: I they, they she didn't even have much fun with it. Like there was a governor of Montana, uh, Brian Schweitzer, I think, who vetoed some bills and he put a big paper copy and he got a branding iron that said veto and and you know did it out in front of the state capitol.
0: Well, what was interesting about why about it taking so long was Jack, you were there. Well, what, like a week earlier, when they held a press conference to right. sign the bill. Yeah, Danging so it was ready. Leadership. Yeah. Uh, it was ready. They could have let go of it. But of it, course,
1: it, it, I mean, some of this is political strategery.
0: I right, mean, and I mean, Jack, this is your first session. It's my third session. And John, are you even counting anymore? Uh, no, I'm not counting anymore jack let me
1: let me put the, 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 it let me put it this way. This is how many sessions I've been here. I was telling some little kids this this morning. Um, if they had started building the state House in my first year with the Associated Press, they would be finishing it this year.
0: And, <laughs> so. and I mean, Jack, that was the first time you had ever seen legislators sign a bill to send it to the governor. And it was was the first first time time I had seen it. it. And the first time John had seen it. (laughs) Yeah. So I will say it was a fairly
1: unprecedented experience. It's kind of weird that they were doing this big to-do with this completely, completely clerk-like thing. Now, they have to do it. They have to sign it. But still, it's usually just, you know, they, they get them a... Late after at, after the end of the session, they just give them a pile of bills and have them sign them one after the other. So they treated this with some. Uh, they 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 uh, they did what we in the trade call a dog and pony show.
0: I mean, and Jack, you went there and you know got quotes to save for the veto override story expecting the veto override story to be potential and we're
1: still way. waiting uh, and the reason we're still waiting is the house uh there's been too many absences the vote is uh, republicans are fairly confident they have the two-thirds majority actually may have 85 they think um but they need <laughs> they need every everybody there 80 they need at least 84 of the 85 people they think will support the bill there and they just have not been able to manage that
0: which it isn't unprecedented I no. mean, it, it's fairly common for somebody to be sick or have a doctor's appointment or, or, yeah. or want to go to a Chiefs Super Bowl. I mean, that's, I mean to, to the parade, That that's now a tradition. Yeah, that's kind of a fraught subject these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, there are things like that. There are, uh, you know, you get called into business and, no, you can't reschedule that deposition. No, you can't reschedule that kid's conference with a teacher. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and, I mean, life happens.
0: Yeah, so it, it's possible that this coming week, now that the deadline is coming, that we'll see our first call of the house.
1: Where they... probably, and we may we may have some members. We may have to wait on some members to get back. We may have members who, uh, you know, get wheeled in uh, if they, you know, if they're sick or in the hospital or something like that. We may have some of that drama. the The <laughs> the best story was the state senate there had been a senator uh from the johnson county area his name was gus bogina and it was a big water bill water funding bill and it was 20 to 20 and and gus had been sick he'd i think he'd had some heart issues and they went and sent a highway patrol trooper to pick him up and he sped down the highway like at 90 miles an hour and you uh you could hear the sirens as he pulled up and he strode into the state house. And, you know, he goes into that Senate hallway and the, the door to the Senate is on the right and everybody's waiting. And Gus first takes a left because he has to go to the bathroom <laughs> and then he goes into the Senate and votes. Aye. <laughs> so, it was, it was, it was a grand moment. of um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And maybe we'll get a grand moment this time around. That's right, uh, but some drama, yes. Uh, so, so the house has until this the the, the Sunday the twenty fifth, but it they will likely do it earlier than Sunday because they're
1: not meeting Saturday and Sunday. And they uh, are they are they planning to be uh, what they call pro forma on Friday?
0: I, I'm not sure, but even if they happen on depend. the schedule. They, they, they will do their best to make sure that they keep <laughs> they, it.
1: they may not be able to do that if, yeah. if, if, it's, if it's trouble. And it would be interesting if they had a problem because, of course, we've all been thinking the Senate has been the where the issue is for Republican and, leaders.
0: And if it does pass the House, the Senate, it, it would get a new clock of 30 days from the time it is received, I believe. Sure,
1: and, it, and there's probably a pretty good chance that senators, the Republican leaders in the Senate will take all 30 days if they're trying to work on getting that last possible vote. Also, by doing that, they also shorten, they also build the pressure because you're losing days where you could approve an alternative.
0: I, I had thought that by moving the bill so early in session they were allowing themselves time to come up with a plan b if plan a And failed. there's no
1: indication that there is a plan b
0: right Right so if they do take the full 30 days and then it fails we, we they might have to take the governor up on her threat of a uh, special session for tax cuts
1: You know that I'm I'm just not <laughs> I could, I you know the special th- session thread is something that gets thrown out there, and uh, we we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. You know.
0: Uh, well, uh, my wife keeps reminding me I need to put in for my vacation days. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh,
1: yeah, Jack. Maybe if we if you and I are on
0: vacation, Jack, you may be the one here.
2: Um. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. Well. So. You all will find out about tax cuts when we find out about tax cuts. And that is why we are uncertain on taxes this year. Well, and now why are we uncertain on death? Well, I mean then, I I'm I'm I'm
1: uncertain on death because being old, I don't like to think about it. And you guys are young, so you don't think it'll happen uh, eh, maybe yeah. not. Well,
0: so the the attorney general has uh, – Chris Kobach, he has introduced a bill on the death penalty. Well, he's gotten it, legislators to introduce it, of course. But yes, he's right, pushing right. this idea. And, and there are two main things that it does. The first is it would legalize hypoxia as a method of execution in Kansas.
1: In and, other words uh, – how how would you describe that? It's basically... Depriving
2: one of oxygen. Depriving it, one of
1: oxygen well, using it, it, it's, carbon dioxide or something, or it, helium. He, the, the it, inter- it,
0: well, it's only been used once. In Alabama. Our and it was done last month in Alabama, this brand new form of execution. And it was described as a mask that was forcing pure nitrogen gas.
1: Well, and, and apparently the uh, convicted uh, murderer... Who was being executed uh, refused to take deep breaths to help things along.
0: Well, I also imagine it would be difficult. I to to uh, to voluntarily uh, take deep breaths. I it's hard enough for me to like hold my own eyes open when trying not to blink. I can't imagine. Uh, Breathing down, non-oxygenated. Let's air. let's
1: just say that that method of execution, having been done once, is still controversial. Um, the attorney general thinks it's humane. That is what the attorney general in Alabama said. I was listening to a podcast about that execution, and they had the inmate spiritual advisor on, and they asked him what he thought of the attorney general's statement, and he this guy, this reverend said, well, he's just a liar. That's not true. Right. You know, the the witnesses there um, saw, you know, movement jerking, struggling against the straps, and there's a discussion of whether that was, you know, some kind of involuntary movement or whether that signaled that he was in
0: pain. All right, from what I've seen, it's basically if you were there – you thought it was inhumane unless you worked for the prison or as a prosecutor.
1: I I haven't read all of the accounts of all the witnesses, but yes, that's a, that's a general impression that, I mean, I don't know, for example, that the reporters present would put it that way, but then they were probably so, one of the things, and this is, this is no personal experience here. This is from reading accounts. I suspect that the reporters are hyper-focused On every movement and every sound because they're going to be expected to uh, report it without recording equipment. I mean, it's, you know, old fashioned note taking. Um, Yeah, this look, this has been a long debate in executions. I mean, Back in the day, and Kansas used to do hangings, they used to think hangings were painless because, you know, your neck was going to snap. And then they had a lot of instances where they had bad hangmen. Um, you know, the electric chair was supposed to be painless. Um, the gas chamber was supposed to be painless. And there have been questions about that. And, if, and you know, I'm not being flip here. Part of the issue is, is there's no way to do a post-execution interview and find out. In addition, you're in this really strange position of focusing all this attention on the last 20 minutes of this uh, uh, offender's life and whether he suffered and over here, what and what we heard during the news conference was accounts of how much their family members who were victims, how much they suffered in their final day or final hour or whatnot,
0: and continue to suffer for the twenty years it takes right. to get to a
1: And that—that's what was driving this news conference was, and and the bill was the sense that you know the the first death penalty under the law that was enacted in 1994 was Gary Wayne claypas He, uh, he murdered a uh, Carrie Williams, a, a college student and that was 1996 and, uh, her, unfortunately Carrie Williams father, I think they said had died in the meantime, waiting for this execution. And, you know i there's a lot of arguments over the death penalty whether it brings closure or not and that's having not been in that situation i i can't i can't judge any family's desire to have an execution as a as a thing that brings closure or to not think it will be closure you just uh, that's not that's not a headspace i've ever been in mm-hmm.
0: And uh, to to backtrack a little bit, while also <laughs> getting back on point, uh, uh, John, you were talking about the difficulty in making sure it is a painless or as close to painless execution as possible. But we're also talking about doing a new form of execution. Yeah. And th- those are related because currently... There is only one method of execution allowed under Kansas law, and that's lethal lethal rejection. injection.
1: And they can't get the drugs.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pfizer uh, clarified back in 2016 that it wasn't going to allow its drugs to be used. Basically, they say we would make our well, drugs and, to and save the, lives Europe, and we and don't the want European
1: to be used to Union, control. which is staunchly anti-death penalty, is is in the middle of this. And and yeah, there's just you know the most. Western democracies do not have the death penalty, and as a matter of fact view it as barbaric there's i mean there's no soft way to put it I mean I think Japan does have a uh, death penalty and and a few others but so, so it's just but normally when be... they talk about the death penalty, they group the United States in with china, russia, and iran
0: um, so it's difficult to find a medically pain-free hmm. method of execution if the people the if the medical professionals want to save lives instead of taking them
1: well and and I'm sure that's always been a, a tension.
0: I mean again when the when the
1: uh, electric chair was developed they were con- they, it was developed I mean the guillotine was developed because it was supposed to be more humane it, faster and less painful and the same thing with the electric chair so as long as there are executions there are going to be people looking um you know an anti-death penalty people will say you know there's a their argument is well there's a reason they move it inside and out of public view um you know you used to in england you in the you know, in the 1700s, you'd have pickpockets being hanged as people
0: were picking the crowd's pockets. So, um, and, uh, if you remember back at the start of this, uh, piece of the podcast, I said there were two reasons, I mean, two things in the bill. Yes, and let's to get, get to, to the second two. piece, uh, the attorney general says that, uh, the current statute is essentially non-functioning. Uh, I believe it's because it doesn't explicitly lay out how the death warrant process works.
1: Right, and so either either that causes delays as people try to figure it out, or it, or like everything else in a death penalty case, it gets litigated. Yeah.
0: And I mean, so it's it's possible that the current law might work, but uh, we've never actually found out. Because the law has been on the books as long as as I've been alive. And it was probably technically added to the statutes a few months before I was born. But uh, the state has never executed somebody under. Yeah, the the
1: state has not had an execution since 1965. No, folks, it was not the in cold blood killers. Uh, They were the second to last. Um, But. Uh, yeah, no no executions. And it's interesting because the Attorney General said that it's now getting into the posture where it is within the realm of possibility that an execution could occur in nine months. That sounds a little unlikely, but uh, I, know, I know there are some folks on the other side who don't think we're looking at an execution for another couple of years, which, of course, which of course would completely distress the the families that were at at the news conference I mean they talked about how they just keep
0: suffering because they don't feel like they're ever done well and, and that was what jumped out at me is the the biggest complaint I mean I, aside from you know having a family member murdered in a terribly vicious way uh, was that the length of time it takes has been a couple decades in some of these cases and they still have not gotten to the end and yet they're still showing up for court proceedings and yeah you know that details and, and that's interesting and that's i mean it's i i
1: imagine it's a deal where some family members fe- feel that they can't not show up that they are there to bear witness or honor the their relatives, or whatever that they they have to show up, they have to be there. But, and yeah the,
0: the the complaint about the time it takes. Well, this bill does not address not the, the, but the, the main cause of that because they are all Kansas currently has nine people on death row, and all of them are still in the appeals process yeah. and this bill does not speed up the appeals process
1: well and and you know when when they were discussing capital punishment in the early 90s this the bill and law was from 1994 people understood that it might take a while because none of the justices on the supreme court at that time had ever handled the death penalty case because it'd been long enough And you did have this situation where they took some time to parse over all of the legal issues. I mean, some of the rulings in these cases, I think the Carr brothers, they were several hundred pages long. Um, And, you know, they made, the court made some rulings that went up to the U.S. Supreme Court and were reversed. So this is not a state like, for example, Missouri or Texas or possibly Alabama, where, you know, the judicial branch has seen all of these arguments before and has a body of law that it, that allows it to move much more quickly.
0: And so so to get to the uncertainty piece of this. We don't first, know whether the legislature is going to move on this. Well, well first, we, we, we don't even know if the current statute is functioning or not. We yeah. don't know – If the legislature is going to move on it, we don't know if they'll have a simple majority, let alone a supermajority. I I think we could be pretty certain that if the bill made it to the governor's desk, she would veto it. Uh, The governor has previously said, she said during the reelection campaign, that she would support abolishing the death penalty. Uh, Her main argument, though, is that it's the more fiscally responsible thing because life in prison is cheaper than the death penalty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, she she does say that. I mean, what what would? I mean, you know, the the compelling argument that the attorney general, the KBI director, the prosecutors, the law enforcement people made was, you know, this is not a debate over whether Kansas should have the death penalty. It could turn into that. Well, well
0: that's what. I mean, but that—that th- that was the tune of many supporters. Is they right. really don't want it to be a debate over whether or not to have the death penalty, and yet that is what the debate became in many instances. I mean, this bill could potentially see but, an amendment to abolish the death penalty. Sure, sure. But
1: their argument is, if the state's going to have a death penalty, it ought to work. It ought to you know if you if you say you're going to, if the punishment for something is execution and you sentence somebody to that eventually the, the the punishment ought to be carried out and and the families who expect that as a as in their view justice shouldn't have to wait 30 years and you know I, that's that's a point i mean i think the anti death penalty people uh, I've spoken to would say, well, let's let's find these cases where people for, were wrongly convicted and spent, in the case of Lamont McIntyre in Kansas City, Kansas, twenty plus years in
0: prison. Well, I mean, I, probably one of the more compelling pieces of testimony came from uh, Floyd Bledsoe, the wrongly convicted man from Jackson County. Uh, he. He spent 16 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit. Uh, He wasn't sentenced to the death penalty, though his lawyer told him at the time that prosecutors did consider pursuing it. And his his appeals ran out, I believe, after nine years in prison. So had he been sentenced to the death penalty and had this bill been... In place at that Had point, the state had a faster he, he, process, He could have been executed uh, about six years before he uh, was exonerated. I,
1: I, I would say, though, that of the nine people who are on death row, the, arg- the counter argument would be that the evidence against them was overwhelming the The evidence against the carr brothers there were some disputes about whether they should have been tried and who was more culpable than the other but the but the evidence was there was pretty strong and in in the other cases john John robinson the the basically the serial killer uh, in the Kansas City area who murdered women and stuffed their bodies into barrels there there i mean they found the barrels on his on his farm somewhere. So, you know, there wasn't much doubt.
0: And I mean, of course, for the jury, you know, we should say death penalty. Uh, I mean, we, we have more death penalty cases going through trial processes now. I mean, I, it, I just think here in Topeka, we have, uh, Zoe Felix's, uh, death. Uh, Michael Cherry has been arrested, charged with capital murder. And that case is still ongoing. Yeah. Uh, and if, if, uh, you haven't already had enough morbid, uh, well,
1: let's, podcast. let's, yeah, we're going to talk about, we're going to go to the dogs here. Yeah, um,
2: so dead dogs, dead police dead dogs, nine dogs or horses,
0: horses um, are in that bill. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, so right now, if you, um, were to, uh, kill a police animal, it would, during the course of an arrest, it's uh, thirty days to a year, and was it a five thousand dollars fine? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that does I, I gotta agree that does seem light for some cases. Um, and under the uh, under the bill that passed, it's now a level three or four non. A uh, person misdemeanor. That's felony. Above, It'd be a felony. Sorry, felony. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, a maximum of about seven and a half years.
1: Um, yeah, at the upper end. Actually, I think it's. I'm trying to remember the numbers. I think it's. I think. I think it's more like the expected sentence would be somewhere in the realm of five years, but you could get yeah. more if you if you had prior convictions. You certainly could get a lot more than that. Yeah. But if you were a first-time offender, I think you'd get about—you could get about five years.
0: And so the the motivation behind this bill was a police dog that was killed in Wichita, right?
2: Yeah, um, it is the Canine Bane. Um, it was there was—I believe it was—they were responding to a call, suspecting a robbery. Um, they found their suspect. Um, he ran down a. Storm sooner. Storm, sto- uh, yeah. storm drain, or something. A storm drain. Um, they sent Bane in, and um, they believe the dog was strangled by that suspect in there. Um, uh, yeah.
1: And and, and it was it. Uh, I should, as way by by way of background, as Kansas is considering this law this year. Uh, five, at least five other states are looking at something like this. The Colorado House passed a bill the same week. Missouri's House gave its bill initial improvement, approval and will probably vote next week. There's a bill in South Carolina where the governor mentioned Rico, a, a, a dog who died in the line of duty in October, I believe. And there are proposals in Hawaii and West Virginia as well. And then. Tennessee and Kentucky did these laws earlier, and the federal government has had like a 10-year sentence on the book since 2000. I don't, I, you know, so this, this is not, this is an idea that uh, across the country has gotten some bipartisan support, despite some real questions about how police dogs are deployed and how especially the fraught history of how they've been deployed in the past.
0: And, I mean, so this, the, the bill passed the House By a huge week. margin. Uh, at, I mean, it, so it would still have to go through the Senate to become law and of course get a signature. Uh, but it had a lot of support from law enforcement groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the committee hearings even had at least one canine brought in. Yeah. Uh, but – No it, opposition
1: it, in committee, by the it, way.
0: It, it, as John, you said, lots of bipartisan support. But there was uh, one outspoken critic from Wichita, Ford Carr. Ford
1: Carr, and he mentioned he, – he raised a couple of things. There was an incident in Ohio, in rural Ohio – Um, on a highway, a trucker, a black trucker was stopped. Um, he later said he feared police. So there was a bit of a chase. He was stopped. Uh, he is slow to get out of the cab. He gets out of the cab. The dog is being restrained, but somehow the dog gets loose and he's on his knees with his hands up and the dog attacks him as it's trained to do. Um, And there have been other cases in previous years across the country that have raised some questions. But, of course, the thing, the image everybody has about snarling police dogs is the civil rights movement uh, of the 60s where southern sheriffs would turn uh, German shepherds usually loose on uh, peaceful protesters seeking you know, voting rights, equality, that sort of thing. The interesting thing is there's some scholarship that suggests that the leaders of the movement understood that the dogs would be turned loose and even taught participants how to lean in because they understood the brutality of that image. I mean, these folks were people, peaceful protesters, but they were very, very much putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. And this is an example of that. And when those images were broadcast on television, really changed, really changed the nation's view of what was going on in the South.
2: And I think besides the historical aspect, the other point he made is that when... Use these police dogs can be used as a weapon, and uh, creating this harsh penalty in an act of self defense uh, for a person or self preservation, maybe not self defense, um, could create some complicated cases.
1: Sure. I mean, what he, what Representative Carr said at the mic was, There's not anybody in this room that, it, you know, if you were facing somebody with a weapon. You would defend yourself. So if you have a snarling dog on top of you, of course, he said, you're going to defend yourself.
0: It almost makes me think of holding your breath while uh, trying to be ingested with uh,
2: pure nitrogen. uh,
1: Well, yes. Um, Although in that situation, you know, you don't have any time left. Um, I mean, maybe, you know, that intellectually, but it's, I'm, I'm not ever planning to be strapped to a gurney for an execution. So I, I'm, I don't know what the thinking is there, honestly.
0: Well, uh. Boy,
1: this is a cheery cheery podcast we've got, Uh, and Valentine's Day, no less.
0: (laughs) Well, it's no longer Valentine's Day. Well,
1: two days, I can't repeat what my Polish great-grandmother said about Valentine's Day and love. It was, she didn't think much of love. I'll just say that.
0: Well, you don't need to uh, ruin love for the rest of us.
1: Oh yes, yes. You're you. The two of you are in like uh, you're in wedded bliss, and you're in. I, I don't know what, I, what what kind of bliss it's called. Long term relationship <laughs> yeah. bliss.
0: Uh, and we do hope that you. We'll have a long-term relationship with Chillin' in the Statehouse. Oh, I like that. You, you can li- <laughs> listen to back episodes uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you Where, want to. You found us today, you can find us there. Because you want to hear us episode. talk about
1: Taylor Swift or, you know, Disney cruises or whatnot.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we didn't get in our Disney or our Taylor Swift reference. And
1: I know. There's uh, going to be some I, bad blood here, yeah, you know?
0: Taylor Swift put, pays a lot of taxes and... Uh, The the Disney uh, Steamboat Willie copyright died.
1: Yes. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, that
0: was. I that is true. And John, (laughs) if our listeners would like to find your work, where can they? Uh, Well, I
1: am on X or Y or Z or whatever they're calling it now. At APJD And then I'm on on the the interwebs at uh, www.apnews.com backslash author backslash John, J-O-H-N, hyphen Hannah, H-A-N-N-A. And Jack,
0: where can our readers find your work?
2: I'm on Twitter at my name. You can probably just see it in the description or uh, go to CJ online, find my stories there.
0: And I am at Jason underscore Alatid on X and you can find my work on cjonline.com. Hopefully, uh, the next time you hear from us, we'll have more pleasant. Did, did
1: crumbles ever contemplate being a police dog? Mm -hmm.
0: I don't think so, but uh, if, if the police need a chihuahua who will cuddle, and delay delay the criminals by cuddling with them. Yeah, and, and, and eat kibble and sleep, then then there there then you go. The,
1: send her to the academy.